0: welcome to costly conversations i'm super excited because we have a very special guest my guy heavy um, the owner of heavy metal lifestyle apparel and of course the creator and co-host of the pop culture 223 podcast now before we kind of get into the show i do want to remind you guys that the best way to support the show is to join us on patreon we actually have a exclusive uh, members only page on discord which you know we can interact and have different conversations and kind of go deeper into different subjects that maybe we just don't have time to on the show and there's other perks that we are trying to make sure that we roll out for this next year including a quick announcement if you didn't know now you know i'm going to gun con and that's exciting and what i've decided to do if this makes if anyone cares i'm going to be basically every day that i'm there i'm going to be photo dumping the majority of the shots that we get and the information or videos we're going to try to do that early for the members and of course we're going to trickle them out for the instagram people and you know youtube side and all that and that's that's cool um but in addition to guncon we are 99% sure more like 100% sure that we are going to naga uh the naga convention and i would love to share that and inf- uh, share that content with you guys uh, members first and of course we'll trickle it out to the armed atlas youtube channel and of course the costly conversations podcast channel um and another quick note we are broadcasting to both the Casa conversations podcast channel and the armed atlas youtube channel if you are listening on the armed atlas youtube channel make sure you're subscribed to the Costly Conversations podcast channel because um, we actually don't normally stream to both except for guests who are like, you know, two way focused. uh, And and that way those conversations make sense. We do have a few other conversations that aren't just purely two way. Um, Another quick note before we start last note, I swear, (laughs) please like the stream while we are live and of course like the replays it helps it out it helps it to get to more people if you have facebook because you know you're a grandpa like myself post it onto your facebook if you got an instagram let people know what you're doing that'll be dope um other than that let's go ahead and uh let's get started i'm excited let's go ahead and talk to heavy my man heavy what's good brother
1: what's good what's good man how everybody doing
0: on, on all
1: the channels and, and um, uh, setups youtube spotify everybody how everybody doing today
0: man i'm uh i'm glad that you're here and of course i'm glad that the audience is here uh has an opportunity to hear from you hear a little bit about what you're doing with the pop culture 223 podcast and and, and your other ventures such as eric erica's big day i know if they've been listening for a while. The EDC guy, Ron, the EDC guy, he came on and talked and talked about the book, Erica's Big Day. And you had uh, a role to play in getting that book out and, and in the hands of parents. And that's dope. Uh, I think that should not be forgotten. Um, but let's let's talk about you. Have you like tell us a little bit about yourself so people can kind of get an idea of who the heck you are?
1: <laughs> if everybody don't know i'm um heavy metal lifestyle that's my tag name uh like heavy metal lifestyle 223 i started uh a 2a clothing brand i don't even know it's been a long about six or seven years ago still got the company up um just pushing towards uh you know getting the brand out there it's a it's a it's a fight you know with this with everyday life you know doing this uh the, call them brand on the side or whatever but i started the company because i felt like we wasn't real represented in the 2a space so i wanted to uh, create a t-shirt brand and a brand that represented me and everything i was doing um you know just in the shooting world that represented me where i come from i'm from detroit michigan uh born and raised detroit uh motor city however y'all you know know about it uh so that that's about it man and like i said uh I created the brand to represent because I felt like in the clothing brand in the two A industry we we wasn't real represented with the clothes we was wearing or the t shirts because I wasn't from like the military or the police background. Um, I was more of a civilian in, in the game and I felt like you know I wanted to wear t shirts that represented me and my lifestyle and how I seen it. So that's that's a little bit about the Heavy Metal Lifestyle brand. I, I just mixed a little gun gun with a little street with a little street vibe.
0: There it is in a nutshell. Um. Yeah. No. I, I think you're you're definitely right. I mean, the number one Second Amendment uh, brand that I I think about when I, you know, think like okay, like Second Amendment apparel brands, right? I'm like, okay. I mean, there's there's the big like. Textile manufacturers, or not the textile manufacturers, but like the vertexes and such, and those those are interesting. And you know the the five elevens and the, okay, that's cool. You know, it's like okay, some of the outdoor brands. And if you're not like an outdoor brands kind of guy, is that? But the like the number one that you see like all over Facebook and junk is like Grunt Style. You go to Walmart and you're like, okay, yeah, that's uh, I, 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 you know, I see you in my life. You 11. know you
1: made it. You know you made it when you were in Walmart. Right when you in Wally World. You know you made it. But right. I, I guess. You got, and then you got Nine Line, too. I think Mm -hmm. that's the name of the company. Nine Line. Nine Nine Line. line. But you you see people wearing those shirts everywhere you go. Like, those shirts represent them, and they might not even, they may have a family. Some of those companies are more veteran-owned, you know, backgrounds, and you see a lot of family members or whoever just wearing the shirts, just our, you know, grunt-style T-shirts, you know, 2A, um, you know, positive, pushing the message. And that's why I, that's kind of how i wanted my brand to be like you could wear it anywhere it didn't you know you didn't have to be coming to the range to wear it, but just be out and about and people ask you lifestyle it's not what you wear it's how you live kind of slogan so um that's that's the goal to be like that say,
0: say that slogan again
1: it's not what you wear it's how you live
0: it's not what you wear it's how you live that's that's, that's what's so, up man yeah, that, that's legit. No, I, I love that. So with um, with your brand, how have you been able to 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 reach people with it? Do you feel like it's it's done OK in the sense that people who see it, they resonate with it? Or do you feel like really we could do a better job of pushing it and making sure that people who who would identify with it do identify, you know, like where where do you think so, we are with this so far?
1: So I'ma say, the support from the community always need to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To to get a brand going, and you always need more support from the community to make it, to make it where it's a household name and people want to know where it came from or who it is. And you you know have a conversations in bigger circles so you can get like your brand into Wally World, right? Um, yeah. So they see everybody's wearing it, everybody's representing it. But that's just that's just that part. But for me. You know i need to i i created a brand like you know what i'm saying i created a brand and i thought i was going to just hashtag black on and there's going to be a million people to you know it's, the whole community world is going to jump on and buy and i was going to be a millionaire overnight and whatever 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 so that was like okay it didn't happen like that so i myself need to to you know get get out here more especially you know on the the social media kick and be at events and just where see people see me with it see friends with it um and then they ask and they oh yeah yeah you know i know heavy metal lifestyle i've been i've been missing out on some events you know places i should have been and didn't show up and some of this is my fault uh just with life kids and you know whatever else like my son played travel baseball so in the summertime i could be in three different states in, in all in, in, in one week. Um, so wow. that's my first pri That's my first priority when it comes to this. So, but day and again, that's a sacrifice that I may make because I'm a father, right? Happy Father's Day to everybody.
0: Absolutely. All and the, I, all, I, I, all the- I made the mistake of not opening the show saying happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, all the dudes out there in their kids' life or really trying to be in their children's life, even if they, are not currently able to due to, you know, hard circumstance. Um, the guys who are actively making an effort to, to, to be the man that their children need them to be happy father's day to you. You deserve. Now, you know, you, you messed you, you know, you
1: art. messed up, right? Right. Cause if it was mother's day. You, you to open with hey, oh, Happy yeah. mother's day to everybody. But oh yeah. You father's know what? Day, I actually didn't had, do a show on mother's
0: thought. day. I actually didn't oh. do a show on mother's day. Cause you know, like, that would be sacrilegious. <laughs> Like, I would not have a place to do this show.
1: (laughs) Right. And and I want to mention one thing. You don't have to be a father to be a father figure, right? That's right. brother, a big brother figure. You don't have to have a son or whatever, whatever. A kid. You can have nephews and nieces or whatever, and and you're that um, father figure or positive role model in that person's life. So, it don't have to be just a father.
0: Yeah, I think I think the world needs more strong, masculine figures. And I'm not trying to say you got to have everything figured out and you have to be like the best possible person ever. But I think you should be actively trying to be like, I think that should be an effort. Um, And I think you should really uh, be pushing to make sure that the people that you are serving, like the children, the young people can live an even better life than you did. I, I think that's what fathers do.
1: Well, you know, well, you said that's a that's a whole other conversation. When mm-hmm. you said more masculine men, you know, stepping up to the point, uh, you know, some of that could be, be getting pushed out the way, but that's another conversation, right? That that so, is another conversation. <laughs> but, uh,
0: honestly, like when I say masculine figures, and I I don't think I said masculine. I'm pretty sure I said masculine figures. And forgive me if I I mean, should you forgive me? I don't I don't I don't know if I care. <laughs> um, the the point being is that when you have guys who can treat young boys how to be men, cause that's my belief is that you have to be uh, one, a masculine guy and also a guy to teach to teach children, young boys, how to be men, to teach young girls, how to be uh, cared for and loved as a young lady. And if you don't do that, you're kind of setting people up for failure. The expectations cannot be met if they're never set. And, I'm gonna get off my soapbox before somebody says, like, "Well, what's wrong with him?" Yeah. Well, you know, you right. know, forget right. it. Yeah, if you, if you don't gonna like cut it, off. Like, <laughs> they're about to delete the whole channel.
1: We're about de- to get reported.
0: Delete, delete de- right. take me off the internet. Anyways, I want to get back to you and what you're doing, and I think I, I want to dive into the Pop Culture Two Two Three podcast. When I, when I hop on the, 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 the podcast and I tune in, I go on the YouTube or the Spotify, wherever to tune in, I get, and forgive me if this is, like, cliche or if this is not flattering at all, I'm getting kind of a, a Breakfast Club kind of vibe, just, like, a little bit more tame, you know what I mean? Is that what you were going for, or, or did you have a completely different vision?
1: No, well, you know, um, low-key, I seen what you was doing, and I was like, man, I'm going I'ma jump out here, you know. So you kind of gave me some. Uh, i was like, man, I need to get out here and do something else. I'm completely. You know excited. what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, talking to my homeboy, uh, the EDC guy, man, we talk. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of two A things. We talk about a lot of situations, this content, and this, this, and this. And my main goal was for the pop culture two. And I had pop culture two two three, the local made up like ten years ago, and I just kept it, and I didn't know what to do with it. But the main goal of pop culture two two three was the Erica's big Day, us talking about um our our mission with the Erica's Big Day project, and we felt like nope nobody loves you like you love yourself, and nobody's gonna represent you like you represent because we weren't really getting the push that we needed or get, it getting out there like we wanted to get out there in different you know different setups or you know social media or whatever community so we I felt like look. Um, I can do a YouTube channel on my podcast and then push, push the Erica's big day idea, you know, represent it, talk about it every chance I get. And then um, that was the main goal. But then also was to educate and train people, especially in my community and, you know, in like, I would say Detroit area, like we missed in in our community. We were misinformed about a lot of stuff. We miseducated, or uneducated about a lot of stuff when it comes to the firearm, right? like you get a CPL you get a CPL license you go to the 8 hour class you know some people say I can do it in an hour whatever but you go to an 8 hour class but that's just the that's just the surface of what it is to have to be a responsible um gun owner right so the education part comes in later like it needs to go right right hand in hand right you get your CPL license and then you start learning and educating yourself about what you can do what you can't do how to shoot the platform how to use the gun how to use a gun properly but we don't get a lot of that in our communities um so i just felt like look i've probably got hours and hours of training and in the different classes and going to this instructor going here going there going to some bad places going some going into some outfits that were just like you know bad instructing um but still learned something out of it and i felt like well let me be the voice of my community, my area. If somebody wants to learn some or get some education. Let me put it out there. So it kind of started like I wanted to talk about guns and gear and this, this, and this, but then it kind of transformed itself into more community talk, talking about you know helping the community in the community. What we can do to improve, to improve the community, and um, you know people coming on. Everybody's on there is had has a gun or a firearm and did some type of training but maybe not as high level that have, you know, training that I have been in, but still they was in the community trying to help the community was all about, you know, arming them, arming the community, making everybody sure everybody's safe. So it kind of evolved into community education, you know, culture, community, and training. Um, So that's kind of how, that's what it kind of evolved into. Like if you want to jump on there and get, um, go gun nut, gun geek, we can go in there and get gun geek, you know, get geeky with the guns but it we've been you know just telling stories man and you know like we had me and you had this conversation sometimes I may feel that the story is relevant but I hope you know I always hope that the people that listen to the show and see it on Spotify or you know listen to it on platform think that the stories that I bring um on the show are relevant to them now you know like I think I'm like the Tim show in like, maybe all 10 might not be relevant but maybe one or two may be relevant to you, right? Um, right? And you know, I can't, and you can't, the show is not for everybody, right? Cause you know, in our community, like on the IG and people we know in the community, they, you know, they weigh high up there as far as gun, firearms, but you know, we still gotta be the bridge between that world and the community to educate the community and educate the homies on what they can and can't do. Cause you know, I go to the gun store a lot, I'm always up there and um, we still got people to come in to the gun store, to the gun store, and think it's illegal to buy body armor, right? In mm. Detroit, she's like, he, one guy's like, look, I thought it was illegal to buy it, but why did he think that? Because in his community, somebody probably told him, or or he didn't really know, right? So, right. Um, so that right there let you know, like we still not, ed- we're the, it's an education, it's it's a learning gap in between
0: yeah.
1: the us and then the neighborhood, right? Um, train the hood, you know, Miles used, Miles used to. My eyes had that half that train the hood. And I, I think that's like the, the definitely thing of Pop Culture 223. Like if I can be the bridge between my world and the hood to educate the people, then, you know, I'm, I'm doing something good.
0: Yeah, you absolutely are doing something good. And, and like you said, there are people who will, depending on where I post and uh, depending on who I'm talking to, there are people who really have no idea like what they're talking about. And it's sad because, you know, they're going to be passing on bad information to other people. Like if they're if they're telling me bad information, you know, they're telling somebody else bad information. And just me with the with my understanding of, you know, certain laws, regulations, um, things like that, such as. And maybe this is not a great example, but this is uh, something that happened. And I I think I already told this story before, but who knows? You know, uh, you may have not heard this one. There was a recent uh, tragic shooting in Allen, Texas. And then somebody recently said, you know, like, we got to do something about it. Like, what do you think we should do about it? You think they should uh, repeal or, or ban the uh, constitutional carry? Well, I was like, well, no, that really has nothing to do with that. Because that guy came in with a, with a rifle and shot up a bunch of people openly carrying the rifle in a mall like it there is no concealing at all of a handgun or any, <laughs> any 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 such things like those two things don't aren't related at all and for you to say that i mean i'm not trying to call this person dumb or even that they even thought it fully through in order to say anything but you see a lot of politi- you see a lot of politicians saying things that are actually dumb and not well thought through at all and then you hear people who are just trying to reach out for some sort of information. They're, they're hungry for knowledge on the subject. They're curious. And they're they're listening to politicians literally lie to them. They're listening to local politicians lie. They're listening to some old head on the block, telling them information that's either outdated or just plain up just untrue. Like, oh yeah, you know, that's it's illegal. Or no, you can't have that body armor. You can't do this. You can't do that. It was like, no, 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 no. That's actually not true. That may be true in california or new york or something like that but in in the city as it stands right now we can we can do all that and you should exercise your rights to protect your 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 bodily autonomy your personhood uh with whatever uh force slash defensive tools necessary such as body armor such as 10 11 12 round magazines depending on you know your you know what is quote-unquote lawful in your area even though it should all be lawful in my opinion and i don't think that's a profound statement Anyways. Well,
1: you know, man, um, I th- this is just me, right? So if you take away all the guns, bad people are going to find stuff to do bad stuff with. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a handgun, a rifle, a bat. Remember, if you, well, we, we probably trying to say age, but, you know, you used to watch the old warrior movies that come on, the little gang, the bangs, and they be having... Bats with with needles in them and chains and they used to fight that was just something like, like man It's stupid and then everybody like they ready to fight They ready to link up and then the guy pulled out a 38 revolver out his, out his vest, and everybody run like oh my god, you got a gun, you know That was like the biggest thing then but remember those guys still had stuff they can do destruction with the gun oh, yeah. Was just like one, one person had to one one person had the heater That was it everybody just had bats and stuff But so if you take the gun out of or the firearm out of it Bad people is going to find stuff to do bad stuff with. So oh, yeah. it
0: don't matter. I mean, like prime, I don't, prime I don't example, example. I don't see... The Walking Dead. How many people have just weapons of mass destruction that they're just right. killing people with? <laughs> they're that are, that are not guns. Right.
1: Right. right. I, I don't want to be the, you know, I, I'd rather not see a, a, a situation where a guy stabbed, you know, go on a stabbing spree. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, just with a bat or something where just some creator to do damage i don't want to see what that would look like so no i mean you know well
0: unfortunately we've seen it uh was it norway or somewhere they had a guy going into the, the grocery store with a bow and arrow just murking people with a bow and arrow you don't so want to get what shot with a bow somebody, arrow.
1: <laughs> now what point at what point did somebody say you know what we're gonna bum rush him because he can't get this thing off quick enough the first after the first one he shoots somebody should have jumped his Jump, jump.
0: Right. And, you know, part of that is like the psychological condition of of uh, bystander effect where you see something bad happen and you're not able to, I guess, kind of really process that information. And maybe that's not the right effect. But um, there there are a lot of like deer in headlights, things that happen to people. And it's just like, oh, man, like what, what should I do? Like, well, I, don't, I don't know.
1: People don't want to engage into a situation and then they get hurt because it's just a mind shift. Like I was talking to somebody about this on the podcast, uh, on my podcast. It's a mind shift. Like you, you got to be willing to put yourself in a situation to protect you, yourself or whoever's around you. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if, if it's that, if the Lord chooses you that time, hopefully that you would do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like your family come first. You want to make sure everybody's safe, but you know. If you yeah. can do something, do it, but you know everybody's not cut like that
0: no they're not, but that's part of the issue that I'm seeing nowadays is people who aren't really willing to step up and not get in the way of bullets, but deal with the bullets, like stop the you can't re- stop the guys.
1: yeah yeah like it's know, hard it's hard, to t- it's hard
0: to teach that, you know
1: you can't record everything with your phone. I mean, that's good. Somebody need to be recording, but you know, people whip their phone and start recording crap before they do something. That's the, that's the
0: first instinct. And for real, like that's one thing that I want to talk to you about when I know you said like a big part of the brand is really speaking directly to like the black community, the culture, things like that. And it's like, okay, at what point are we going to put the phone away and like get involved or is it really so important to to have the opportunity to document this thing or go viral via, you know, what, whatever world star moment, world star app is available at the, I mean, like what, what, I don't even, maybe you're not the right person to ask, like, what are they thinking? Like clearly you, you're you not everybody out there recording, but like, what, what what are you seeing?
1: Well, I, I know I got, it was well, definitely one group in the city of Detroit, my homeboy Zeke. Um, mm-hmm. He's the head of a, New Era of Detroit. And if it comes to a situation where some women or some babies is, is involved in a situation, they got, they got about two or 300 brothers on, on the street. They knocking, they knocking on doors. They, they up and down the block. They trying to find a situation. And, you know, he always looking for good men to come out there and help, um, there you, go. you know, sooner or later it it, it just, it's going it to just take one person, to, you know, step in and do something, you know, a responsible armed citizen to, you know, take the initiative, but, you know, it's always, you got the situation, then you got the after effect. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people like, man, I ain't do that because it's going to be a big situation after the, you know, after that situation. So who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Things get really complicated really quick. Um, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So with, uh, with your podcast, like what kind of, what kind of, I'm all about storytelling these days, like with, the on the, on the YouTube side for, um, like the armed Atlas YouTube channel with the firearms, I'm trying to figure out better ways to story tell, you know, telling the story behind why I personally find this gun fascinating or why I personally, um, think that this tool can help you or, or building some sort of narrative. What kind of stories are you getting the opportunity to tell on your podcast like who 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 are you talking to what are, what are they talking about like beyond just what you already told me
1: um so on the like i said some mo- most of everybody besides one person um my homeboy jeff wild the lead instructor and owner of dmi performance um everybody else the first question i ask them when they come on the show is like you know like you said like the breakfast club we kind of laugh and joke and that's what the podcast is. It's, it's serious when we want to be, but we kind of laugh and joke to keep the good, positive energy in there, um, keep it going. And I always ask them, what's the first firearm you bought? And I swear to you, I probably had more people say they bought uh, high points than – I had a lot of people say they bought high points and then, you know, and glocks and high points. And, you know, I always ask them, like, why did you buy it? And it's always a, it's always a great story behind why they bought a high point. But then they say they understood what it was, and then they and they improved it because they you know they went at the time the money they had that was the feasible uh, purchase right because of the cost. I got it. They right. wanted to protect themselves, and they was like, look, high point, what is what is what it was. The price point was great, but since then I have upgraded, right? So you know I tell them you know so it's always oh, what what was your first gun, and then I tell them you know uh, I had a you know Glock 19 and it was more or less my father had one. So I got that because my dad had one. So it was like a story behind that. So it's always, you know, it's kind of like story time. It's like when you're talking with the homies and we kicking in, we talk about this, that, and the third. And it's always like, okay, well, this is why I bought it. And they'd be like, oh, okay, well, I got a story too. Well, you know, somebody tried to you know, take my Cartier glasses, you know, my yeas, as we call them in Detroit, the Ye is off my face. And I just felt like, you know, I needed something to protect myself. And at the time it was a high point so they understood that they had to get a you know at that point get a firearm or get something to to protect them and then we go into like you know guns and what kind of purchases and what kind of guns they liked, you know we kind of make fun and joking you know jokingly about it to 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 educate so that's that's kind of how we go into story time
0: okay well I, i noticed that recently you you had a guest on who was talking about um well, you had a few guests on that I found to be super fascinating, such as um, I think you guys had a, a news guy on there at one point. Um, Mr. Um, Randy
1: Wimberly. Yeah. Yeah. Channel two news. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah channel two.
0: A school administrator, uh, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And then you also had somebody on more recently. I didn't get a chance to really peep that one yet, but that's on my list. Um, a lady talking about uh, a family member who was kidnapped.
1: Man, that's a... that so Get, I, I hype guess, us up man
0: tell tell us a little bit about it listen, just listen, enough to that people want to go and check you out and figure out you know like listen to the whole thing
1: so about to say i don't know you know what this you got to go watch the show gotta go is is right now is streaming on all um uh, podcast platforms right the youtube video of the studio will be up this weekend um she what happened was her her sister was in dc and this was an this was another this is a, another flip of the coin. This was a she was in an extended stay hotel, and she opened her heart to a lady that came in and said that she was in a domestic violence situation, and she needed some help. You know, needed somewhere to stay because you know she had a little girl, a little kid with her. Um, and Ky- Kylie, Kyla, Kylie, um, uh, Jay is the uh, the lady I had on. Uh, mcdougall but her sister is kylie in dc she you know told the lady i help you um you know get situated whatever and they were on the phone you know talking back and forth her her sister and her mother and they heard the conversation she was having with the lady and they were just like kylie why are you uh helping this lady you don't know who she is she in your space um you know don't you know be careful and kylie was telling them like i got this i can't leave this lady and this baby out in the rain or out like this i need to help them now, mind you, the lady, Kylie, was divorced, you know, she, you know, divorced, had kids. So she her motherly instincts kind of kicked in and say, look, I need to help this lady um, get out of this situation because, you know, she could be, you know, need, need, you know, need some help. So she helped her. And what wound up happening somehow, some way in between, I want to give it all away in between her helping the lady. She got abducted or kidnapped by some people that held her hostage um, and was, you know, asking for money from the family. But it wasn't even a lot of money, man. It was like a $1,000 they were asking for. It was asked for like small kind of change. So you already knew what kind of people that was, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what wound up happening, she got abducted. They held her like for, for three or four days. Um, police kind of dropped the ball on a lot of situations. They had a lot of information. They were like on the phone with the police talk, you know, on the phone, the police, you know, give the police, uh, Kylie's phone, had it pinged, cash app, all kind of things. But if y'all listen to the show, um, and you know, listen and, and listen to her, tell her story, you will be like, man, that's a, that was a bad situation because what happened was at the end. Well, don't was, tell us the ad.
0: Don't, oh, tell, us, right. don't okay. tell us the conclusion, well, bro. Like you're setting right, it up. Sure, like not. let let him, let him go listen.
1: <laughs> I hope that was a good explanation, but y'all definitely go look at it. Definitely listen to it. Um, she got a, it's a story because I wanted to I wanted her to come on there for another reason.
0: Yeah. Because
1: of her hustle, because she owns a, a printing company. I mean, uh, she do screen printing and embroidery and all that. And you know she's more, you know big six figure company now. She started with five hundred dollars in a dream, and she grew this business so. I really want her on there to to tell that story, but that kind of involved in between me getting her on the show. So I want her to tell the story in in true, so people can listen to it here and then, you know, maybe help out or, you know, do something.
0: Okay. So all my uh, murder mystery junkies, you know, crime junkies, true crime, go ahead, tap in with the uh, My Guy Heavy, Pop Culture 223 podcast for the true story of um, his guest. Justice Patilek justice for kylie and that's on justice the for kylie. 223 podcast justice for kylie yeah yep still i gotta go finish that when i get a chance probably right after yeah, we man. get done here
1: <laughs> hey let me ask you this this question do you, do you listen to your podcasts the previous ones or is it just to critique yourself
0: uh i until very recently i would take well yes i still do yeah i mean <laughs> but it's not necessarily to critique myself, but I always find myself critiquing myself in the process. Just like I'm listening through and I'm like, okay, well, I, I really took a long time to set up that one question. That question could have been like six words and I ended up adding additional three or four, five, six. It didn't really need to be there. Like, come on, we could, you know, clean (laughs) clean that up, buddy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very self-critical and that, I think if you're not self-critical either that can be the greatest liberator for a person and just say like, Hey, you know what? I can just pin my ears back, put stuff out there. If it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Or on the other side, people who are self-critical, it can be beneficial to say like, Hey, listen, like I'm not happy with what I put out. Let me clean it up. We'll do a little bit better. Honor the audience, honor their time because for real, like, people who are live with us right now, you don't have to be here. <laughs> people who are listening on the podcast, like, I was just listening, and, like, y'all don't have to be here right now. Y'all could be doing anything else. So, like, shout out to you guys, you know, round of applause for you guys for for finding the value in this, and I, I thank you for being here. Whether you're a paid member or you just here tuning in because this is something you've really enjoyed, like, I'm I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you get a chance to to learn about some of these guests to hear a little bit more about what I think. And, you know, does anyone care what I think? Sometimes I wonder that, but I I guess (laughs) y'all are here. So thank you.
1: Well, you know, I'm not that important. So I'm glad to be on here. You know, I I guess I got to a little bit of celebrity to be on the uh, uh, costly conversation with the arm Atlas himself.
0: Well, I I appreciate that. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because there was, there's this idea that you have to be doing something extraordinary to ha- sit down and have an extraordinary conversation or to share ideas that are novel or or even great. And that's not necessarily the case. Although when, like in reality, like when you when I think about, you know, KJ slash Heavy or AKA Heavy yourself and what you've been doing with the Pop Culture 223 podcast and how important that is to reach a demographic that I I just can't reach, like I can try, but people who have a certain set, of certain taste, they're going to, they're going to be able to tune in and be like, Oh, for real? Like, this is, this is what's up. Like, I I didn't realize this was here. Like, why didn't y'all tell me before? I don't have friends. Y'all didn't tell me about this. (laughs) You know, like that's, that's what I feel uh, your show is when it's kind of like the yin to my yang in a sense where it's like, okay, like I can kind of set people up and, and really dive deep into certain topics and get, you know, kind of pull out some of the emotional heartstrings and this and this and that. And you can do that too, but I think it's, it's from a slightly different angle that will really resonate with, with certain pockets of, of the, the general population, in, like in general, but also um, with the people that I, I really desire to reach with this stuff. So like, bro, get it, like, do it, man. Like, hey, you
1: you know, it. you know, I guess i try, the main thing on it is, um, you know, game recognize game we recognize you so please recognize us right i try to keep it real as possible it's coming from experience it's coming from just being out here in these i want to say aka these streets um you know just you know just a you know profile of this stuff i've done been involved with or you know tried to help out or whatever so everybody got a story to tell um some people's stories may be um, better than most or some people like i said i bring a story to the pop culture podcast i think it's interesting but hopefully one or two people grab something out of it when they listen to the story and then listen to other podcasts that i've done you know what i'm saying just to keep it like okay oh man i did know this is oh okay he got some good stuff so you know i always ask my homies that that i appreciate their feedback to give me feedback but you know i get that phone call from my mama and she like, boy, you didn't pronounce that word right. You didn't you better get better at this. I'm like, all right, mom. So I'm like, I try to put that in my notes. Be mm. more get <laughs> speak a little bit clearer. Because you know, we, we get to speak in a little bit of uh, neighborhood right. Detroit stuff and they'd be like, Oh, they they might have missed that 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 little lingo we had in there. So I try right. to be you, gotta, as, you gotta try not to talk as, over
0: people's heads. I mean, that's that's the truth. And you also I, I've been thinking about this recently. You you have to honor the people who are listening to your podcast who might be new, like it might be their first time tapping in. And so I just want to take a quick second and say, hey, thank you so much for tapping in. If this is your first time tapping in with the Costa Conversations podcast, uh, thank you. Like we try to have these conversations with people in the Second Amendment space in the in the space of, hey, how can we build The community around us and protect what we build. Uh, That's not an easy task, but if we have real and honest conversations with each other, with uh, you know, on social media and podcasts, I think we can get it done. So, I mean, that's that's a big goal of mine to build, protect what we build, to have real conversations, to try to get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more deeper. Is is that good English? No, it's not. But a little bit deeper. Um, Than just this surface level nonsense, this red versus blue, this white versus black. Like, we can do better. So, let's tap into it. Let's dive into it. Um, if you found these shows to be interesting, obviously, tapping with uh, the Patreon patreon.com slash atlas and become a member five bucks a month it goes a really long way to making sure that i can keep providing this content to you this was not meant to be an ad. i just wanted to say thank you for tapping in if you're new but uh let's go ahead and get back to what heavy is doing with the podcast so here we go um heavy i want to talk a little bit more about you what was your I guess youth, like like where where did you come from? What kind of informs your perspectives? <laughs> like what what was young heavy like? Talk about it.
1: Um, um, young heavy man. That's a good one. Young heavy. What was young heavy like? Uh, it all depends on who you ask. Um, you know, I grew up in the I grew up in uh, Detroit. Like I said, uh, product of uh, Detroit, Michigan. Three one three. Um, grew up in Brightmoor. If anybody on here listening from the city of Detroit, they know Brightmore. Um, not a, at the time, was a, the neighborhood was what it was. It was um, a nice neighborhood, and then it started kind of fading into a bad neighborhood. Um, so, you know, you have friends on both sides of the track. Um, area was, you know, heavily into games and, you know, just, it was just a neighborhood, right? My neighborhood might have been eight blocks, but it was like the world to me. Um, play Little League football, play, a U basketball. Um did that all through high school to college. Did a stint um semi pro over in um Europe with the NFL. Um so you know, what I'm saying. So when I when I came back, I jumped back into the neighborhood and started coaching little league football just to give back to the kids in the community. Um, you know, knucklehead in school like everybody it was for a while. Got my stuff together back probably in high school when well, no, i say in middle school, you know, I played basketball and I didn't make, uh, I didn't, I wasn't eligible for one season in basketball and that hurt me. I think I had like a 2.0 or something. In like you got to have a 2.5 or something like that. It might've been below that. I ain't going to say what it was. But after that, I kind of like, you know, I I love this game of basketball. So I kind of started like, hey, get your grades. You got to get into college. You got to go to the next level. And, you know, my circle around me, even though we was, you know knuckleheads they always in kind of sports so my circle was always you know we was always at games playing games out of town playing games you know playing au this and that and we would just all come back together in the neighborhood and play you know play ball together and you know one person was going to college here so that means i had to grind hard to go to college there so it was always a push So my circle was always competitive and the people around me were good people um you know you, you get something to fall off through through the cracks down the way, but you just got to, you know, stay focused and st- keep your head down and just keep pushing and don't get caught up with the, the the noise on the outside. And it's real hard. It's real easy to get caught up with the noise that's going around in neighborhoods. Um, but I had a, a lot of good people around me, good mentors, fathers, uncles, cousins that kind of kept me, you know, straight and narrow. So that's about it. Like, you know, everybody's story, man. You know, everybody, you know, you talk to probably got a story like that. But that's about, about it in a
0: nutshell. Yeah, man. Like, I appreciate you you sharing that. I think sometimes people see us on the internet and they're like, Okay, cool. So this guy, he's you know, he's interesting, he's doing this, but like but like who is he? And maybe, maybe they don't even go that far, but I think I think it would be beneficial if they did go that far. Like if they Kind of look past. Uh, oh man, he's got a he's got a nice camera set up. Oh, he's got a professional looking podcast. Oh man, he's got <laughs> he's got a clothing line. Okay, man, he, he's selling. He's probably rich. No, no, I'm not rich. Heavy. Oh, you uh, got a I mean, staccato.
1: I, you got a staccato. You must be rich. No, um, no, it just it happened to fall that way. I just, right. I got right.
0: Right. And it's like, man, people people really do kind of see what's on the internet see like I, I scraped up my my coins to buy a really good camera i scraped up my coins to to you know get some studio time or what you know whatever it is that you or i have done to kind of put on a show and that's all they see is the show and people are like man yeah you're the standard in this or you it's like really like i'm still i'm still out here like insecure as heck about like so many things like like wow. people people don't even know
1: people don't even know
0: or maybe they well, do. like
1: I told you before, like somebody said, Man, you got a you got a studio, you got an actual this, that, and the third. And I was like, Really? Y'all think it's like that? I was like, Man, you don't know what we was in here doing to get it to look like this or whatever. But that goes right. kudos to, to my co host, the bear and, and Deuce 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 Crew Productions that make the studio look like a it's like a it's a real studio. So Right. I'm you know, I'm like you, you know, I'm still so, you know, self conscious about stuff. I can't believe that I'm out here talking. And you know because you know in our community you don't you only talk to family members about family member stuff right right you know, on sundays you kick it we kick it with each other we kick it with family but now i'm out here actually talking about life situations to to the world you know whoever want to listen to it they're going to hear it. right and you might catch me tell a story that i only told you know sisters brothers cousins you know what I'm saying that they only know but it just hit me on you know it hit me like i need to tell this because somebody might to get something out of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause right. like, well, you know, one thing I, I didn't mention, like at a young age, um, I lost two of my best friends to gun wow. violence. Um, um, I think I was one, I was like 10, 11. I was with him. I was with him all. And I was with him all night. Um, neighborhood party, you know what I'm saying? Neighborhood party. We was, everybody was in the neighborhood. And something like, hey man, you better go home because mama's gonna get you. So it was late. It was it was I ain't gonna say what time it was. It was late. So I left home. I went home. It was like in the neighborhood. I went home, wake up the next day, my phone blowing off the hook. Everybody wanna know where I was at. Da 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 da. I come to find out. My best friend I was with maybe four hours ago, five hours ago, got killed. And I was just with him, right? So, you know what I'm saying? And then uh a couple years later, I lost another good friend of mine to some other, you know, neighborhood stuff uh but at a kid that's like 11 or 12 13 years old to lose two friends to gun violence it kind of you know straighten you up or get you together like hey i need to you know what i'm saying I, my life i need to be doing something different or hang around certain other people or doing whatever but like i said um you caught me in it and i just told the story because that may be something i tell on the story when i'm on the podcast about me losing you know li- me losing two friends at an early age that kind of you know still to this day, it kind of, you know, shaped my steps. So. uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that is, that's the stuff that, that informs who you are. Like that, that, that forms the, the end product of, of who is heavy, you know, like, what is this, what is this podcast really? Is it, is it a therapy session for you? Is it a chance to kind of share with the world, some of this knowledge that you have? I mean, it's, it's, it's many things. It's not just one thing. Right. and, I mean, I <laughs> losing people of your childhood or in your childhood is so strange, like, and it kind of puts into, I, I I put it this way. There's a few things that make you think about your mortality and about death, like having kids and buying life insurance i've never thought about dying more than, I, than when i had my girls <laughs> <laughs> it's not because i want to die it's just like yo like what if what if i go i don't, I don't know if i want to go there because like if i don't come back like
1: well you know it, it, it so so what i i'm i was born in 79 80s 90s baby you know back in the neighborhood it was like you won't live to be 18 or 21 that was kind of like yeah the like I tell my son that he he hear me, but it don't it, it don't process to him because mm-hmm. he in a whole different like he doesn't he not a he he don't he don't even understand that like I kept him in the neighborhood to play football all the way up, so he get it he see it. But like when we was coming up, it was like look, you may not live to be a certain age, and that was reality. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you know that was like what it was, and you had friends getting knocked off left and right. So you're like oh wow. But then now I'm a father with kids. I'm just like. I need to live I need to live to be 150 because I got to make sure that you so know, they they are okay that's like the you know most scariest thing like what happens when we're gone because you take care of them so you take care of when they zero to when they 35 or whatever they still your kids so you just you just want to you know be create the best for them, especially in our community because you know we 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 want to create wealth throughout and, you know, help our kids. We don't want the kids to be struggling when we pass. So we want to leave them something. And life insurance is one thing that we can give them a, a definitely a head start on stuff or help out with stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, like, absolutely. Like, my wife was sending me some some videos the other day. And she was like, man, this lady, because we actually went parasailing for the first time, um, what was it last year, or year before last? And, man, that was. We'll never do that. It's fun. It's fun as heck. Like, it's, it's an experience. Like, you, you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you just, you're just you going up, and you're, you're looking over the ocean, and it's the deepest blues, and, and like, it's just you and whoever you go up with there. It was my wife. And me, we went up there, and it's just like, man, like, it's just us. It's so peaceful. Okay. Um, you can have it. I'll let you do it. <laughs> and, anyways, um, and then my wife sent me a video of these people going parasailing, and, um, apparently, they died they, right. They yeah. the, the 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 wife died, and the kids got hurt, and it was like, oh my gosh, and it was a crazy situation where I guess they weren't even supposed to be out there, and they didn't have the I've right boat to one. be out there. And then the, the 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 quote unquote captain cut the line to the parasail, and they hit the bridge, and she died. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like that's
1: yeah, I'll leave them to them other people. i, I uh,
0: mm-hmm. that white people's stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, that, that's, the, that's y'all stuff. I, I, I'm surprised, right. nice, man. I, I, don't get on no, I don't get on no roller coasters. I don't do none of that. I like you my feet on the ground.
0: Do not do extreme sports or dangerous activities without a dope life insurance policy. Because then, because here's, and this guy who was selling life insurance years ago, he wanted to recruit me to do it. He was like, you know, the difference between, he was an African dude. And he was like, for me, the problem that that we have is if I do something and I die um, he was taking care of like a whole village back where he's from like he was making good money as a pharmacist you know legalized drug dealer and you know, he was sending money back home and taking right. care of a whole village which is great you know take care of your people right um, and he was saying like if I were to die the whole village would be crying in tears like they would be weeping and mourning just like crying out and it's like well, why It's like, well, you know, there's the emotional attachment. Yeah. But like they. The king is dead. You know, the meal ticket is gone. Other people, not that there is an, an emotional connection, but and this is, this is going to sound callous and maybe untrue for many situations. Um, if you have a million dollar life insurance policy and you go snowboarding and you don't come back one day one line that you are going to hear is, that, you know, at least she died doing what she loved doing.
1: It's like, mm.
0: it, it helps. It really helps. And I'm, I'm not trying to say like you, you won't be in pain. You will be in pain, but that's one thing you won't have to worry about. And this is not an ad for life insurance. I swear to goodness it's not, <laughs> but you should probably get something. Cause if you die, like I understand if like you don't have kids, like maybe that's not something you really, really think about, but like, if you think you'll have any dependents, if you want to leave money to your nieces, if you want to pass generational wealth, get, get something. And, you know, like even if it's like some term policy, it's like 10 bucks a month for, you know, whatever. And if you die a little early, at least it'll send some money to your nieces and nephews so that they can start that business they always wanted to do. You know, like, why would you not? It doesn't it's not well. hurt you.
1: That that's another like podcast in itself because in that our is. community we think we we think is it's not reachable to get that we don't we don't know about the financial our, financial literacy is a is a big deal you know knowing what we know and you know the during tax season how many how many. Tax offices pop up in the neighborhood. It's like they on the corner like liquor stores. Everybody mm-hmm. got a tax office during tax season
0: mm-hmm. because
1: that's the only time we think that we're going to get money. Right.
0: But they right. don't know. And it's it's but, not even you know, getting money. <laughs> like you just getting that it's money Not even back. getting
1: money. Right. Whatever. Right. So teaching them about long term life insurance or short term or whatever, just to educate them on that, knowing that it may, it's going to get costs, uh, you know, $20 a month or whatever it may be. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But just to know it and have the options to you know to to buy into it and understand it, they can help you know, help out the next generation. So yeah, th- I and, think and
0: that's like like we said, that is that is another podcast in itself. And just just our thoughts. Just our thoughts. And maybe maybe look into it. Maybe, maybe uh, build build what you have, protect what you build by creating some sort of parameters, creating a will, uh things like that. I, I think it's it's important, especially if you don't come from a, a line or a legacy of wealth or uh, true empowerment. You should definitely, you should definitely look into that kind of stuff. Um, that
1: that living will is definitely uh, important.
0: It's, it's huge. Um, so, like, like the reason I brought up the idea of death, and I was, I was just thinking, I was like, man, like, when I didn't lose any friends to gun violence, I did lose a friend to fighting. Um, it was the weirdest situation. Like these two two cats at school. One you know, one of them I was close with the other one. I just kind of looked up to. He was like kind of like a, a distant big brother. Like you know, we if I needed something, if I needed to get a ride home, he would you know drop me off. It was no big deal. Um, he had a decal on the back of his car. It was an old Honda Civic souped up. And it said, I "Trust no one," and I was, I was such a nihilistic you know, viewpoint, which is, you know, it's, it's rough. That's that's what he believed. Um, but point, point being is he got in a fight and his heart gave out. Young dude, 17, his heart, he got in a fight. Didn't even, like, hit his head or anything crazy. He was just, you know, tussling. And all of a sudden he was passed out on the ground. Ambulance came up and it's like, yo, like, what's going on? Next thing you know, I'm, we're at his funeral. And it's like, yo, like, I don't even know if I just, if I actually processed that like that. That's that's yeah. crazy. You're just just gone. Just yeah. gone.
1: It's like oh okay, uh, yeah. You young? You don't? I mean, it's it's hard to process death and, at a young age to me. Well, for me it was. It was like okay, right. um, drive through the neighborhood. Hey man, you know we over here chilling or whatever. But you missing one, so it's like okay, just keep it going. I don't know.
0: Right. Man, it's, um. I I keep hearing like stories of different people who, who have lost somebody, whether it's a sibling or and stuff like that, and then it's like, man, like, what happens to the other siblings? Like, what, where do they go? Like, what do they do? And then sometimes you see, like, oh, man, they really kind of, like, got into drugs and, like, kind of some heavy stuff, and it's like, would they have gone down that path if the other sibling was still with them, either to steer them in the right direction or to you know, not introduce that trauma that maybe they maybe they're trying to uh, compensate for. Like it makes you wonder. Well,
1: well, another another one another thing. You know, in the community, in our neighborhoods, who who you scared to talk to people. So mm-hmm. they could have been having a lot of pain and bad vibes and didn't know who to talk to to let it out. Like talking to a a psychologist or whatever that's like taboo in our neighborhood. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna go talk to the pastor or you're gonna talk to the mama or grandma. But you're not gonna go talk to a person that's trained and educated to help you navigate your feelings, you know. So, um, yeah. but unfortunately, while you say that's funny, one one of my friends, the brothers and sisters, did it. It kind of wound up like that kind of not that exact situation, but they were. It was kind of rough for a while uh, yeah. for them. Uh, just just knowing them because they were real. Young. They were young, but they understood what happened. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, losing kids to, to violence is, is rough. And I don't I don't have an answer for for any of that. Like I for a long time I, I worked directly with kids, especially like, you know, quote unquote inner city kids, which is such a such an interesting, you know, title. Um, but and really the the biggest thing is earning the right to be heard. Because really, you just show up somewhere and it's like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm some guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good dude. I'm here to hang out with you guys, have a pizza party, you know, do activities, help you <laughs> with your homework. Okay. Like, who are you? <laughs> why do I well, care? <laughs>
1: you, why do I So, you know, I coached Lily football for 16 years in an inner city. Where, you know, you're, you're a football coach, but you're also a mentor. You're also a father, brother, whatever. You're mm-hmm. way more than a, a coach to the kids than just a football coach, because yeah. you got a mentor. Like I can't tell you how many times I didn't had to grab kids out of situations that was probably going, like at that moment, right then and there, was going to go real bad for them. And we talk about kids that's 11, 12 years old
0: right.
1: uh, from the neighborhood, out of situations, and then taking to practice. Coach, I need a ride. Got to go take them out of situation, take them to practice. Coach, I'm in this. Take them out of situation, bring them to practice. And that's why we so passionate about erica's big day why eric you know uh the edc guy um ron and i are so passionate about i just want to help kids and i just felt like let's
0: set let's set up erica's big day like what is erica's big day is that a is that a movie is that a novel what is that
1: so i so that was one of the things that so i talked to i was talking to ron back in the day he had just get done with his uh handgun book um he wrote a book and I brought an idea to him, like, look, won't you write a, let's write a kid's book about gun safety, about kids navigating around unsecured firearms. And at first he didn't really want to do it because he was just getting done with his uh, handgun book. I think it's still out on his page, mm-hmm. his book. And um, two, I want to say a month later, some later, he's like, man, I got a surprise for you. So then he's like, man, I did the book. I wrote it. He showed me everything he was doing. So I was in a maze. So The Erica Big Day book, it just, it kind of helps kids navigate around unsecured firearms. And all the story, the stories and the scenarios in the books are stuff that I came across and most kids will come across in neighborhoods that we come from with firearms, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Unsecurely firearms, you know, at the park, in the alley, at home. Because, you know, if you had an uncle or cousin, somebody probably had it. Well, in my world, somebody had an unsecured firearm um you know i was always the kid that run around and play tag in granddad's house or whatever and it was like oh this is a shotgun over here didn't know what it was but like oh this is a gun you know waited for the parents to leave the house and go you know curiously looking around in my dad's drawers and this and this, cause i know he had a firearm because granddad had firearms so i was always the curious the curious kid especially being a boy so i just felt like you know it was going to be a lot of parents with cpl license and having firearms And I knew from previous training outside of CPL that um, it was going to be a void in there that needs to be filled because they're going to go to these classes, they're going to get the firearm, they're going to put it in the box, and they're going to do something with it. And Mm -hmm. half of the people that leave a CPL class may not be even comfortable with shooting it at that time. They probably need some beyond training. They need to keep going at it and learning, educating themselves. So I'm just like, hey, man, this book should be like – that idea for the book should be right there so parents can be so parents can have something to talk to their kids about and help them discuss the fire, right? In a yeah. in a kid, you know, kind of friendly, nice, not so don't do this, don't do that kind of way. So it's kinda of like, you know, it's a nice read. Now if you you can be pro gun or, you know, pro gun or anti gun, whatever, because of the situation when you read it, you can say, Well, this is what happened when you do this. Or, you know what i'm saying you can go it's it's, it's education so it's it's not it's it, it can go either way and that's how he kind of constructed the book so you can have a lesson about this is the things you shouldn't do or this is the things erica did to prevent this situation so if anybody read the book from the front to back at the end of the story somebody's missing somebody's missing in the story and you can kind of like bring and say okay well why is he missing in the story is because maybe he got a hold of unsecured uh, firearm, right? So, um, and that's another thing. We created the book and think we we're going to be millionaires overnight, but that didn't happen. <laughs> to its yeah, full time. <laughs>
0: that's um. Y- there, there's so many things that we, we need to talk about with that. First of all, um, I'm trying to be wise and make sure that we we understand uh, lingo and jargon terms like CPL. Uh, mm-hmm. What is what is a CPL?
1: Concealed pistol. Oh, you had to concealed pistol license. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay, so for everybody for everybody who wants to know, because d- depending on where you live, they, they label it differently. Concealed carry oh, license, CC. concealed pistol yeah. license, um, concealed carry license. CCW. Right. I was like, well, what are what are all the di- It doesn't matter. Uh, basically, uh, a license to carry, you know. Uh, I was like, dang,
1: on. I shoot guns all the time. I forgot what CPL was. I'm like, are <laughs> you asking me or are com- about to com- tell
0: me? Complete blank. <laughs> Completely blank complete no, blank you're, man you're good God, you're good dog, well hopefully hopefully you're good somebody somebody might be listening to be like uh everything he said er, turning it off You don't know what he's talking about he's, he's just on here <laughs> trying to trying to get my attention how dare he you know I'm anyways yeah. so i dropped the ball no you're good so we we gotta we gotta make sure that people like understand what we're talking about um conceal carry license conceal pistol license being able to carry a handgun um, be with permission from the state, which some, some people might say, why do you need permission from the state to do something that's constitutionally recognized as your right to, to kind of, to do, um, I don't know, like, you'll have to take that up with your Senator, your Congressman, uh, your, your local state government. Um, cause that's, um, apparently y'all allowed them to make laws, um, to restrict <laughs> your rights. When I say y'all, whoever, maybe your grandpa, or somebody did right anyways um erica's big day that to me when we got a chance to talk about that i was i was i was really happy and i was glad to see people that i knew were listening to the podcast went out and you know purchased copies and you know got into the workbooks and purchased copies for friends um and obviously it didn't blow it up to you know a million copies sold but It's a very simple book, and maybe there needs to be more books and more competition in the space even, like other people writing books that are designed to help kind of educate um, the young reader about the nature of firearms in a a way that just makes sense for children. That's that's a hard conversation. I mean, just being really open and kind of vulnerable in a way that maybe I don't want to be, but I will be. Um, I've been handling firearms around my kids for a long time, like since they were pretty much since they were born. I've had guns. multiple firearms in the home secured um, in, in such a way that they are safe and i was handling my glock 45 the other day i was getting ready to put it on for work and my daughter was like what's that i was like what what you mean what's that like what's, what's what and now i'm like and now i'm like i don't i don't, I don't know if, Like, I know I've always wanted to talk to her about this and kind of like make sure she understands, but like she's still, her mind is still so immature in some ways that I'm not exactly sure how to approach this, this subject. And so stuff like Erica's big day, um, like what you just pulled up, I mean, go ahead and pull that back up for the, for the viewing audience and we'll, we'll read it out loud for the listening audience it's it's basically it looks like almost like a bookmark extra fat it says erica's big day stop don't touch run tell an adult basically the 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 four tenets of the erica's big day book and it's like it's just super simple super simple like Kids don't need overly complicated information. They don't need to know if this is nine mil, forty five, forty, or you know, fifty AE. Like they don't need to know any of that. They just need to know, stop, don't touch. You know, tell an adult. And what, so what happened? Know.
1: Did you did you take the opportunity so to educate her?
0: We this this literally happened like yesterday. Um, so I I was rushing out the door, so I really didn't have a time to sit down and talk to her. But now, like I'm even in the, in our conversation right now, I'm like. I need to find time to actually be able to sit down and have, not like a super long conversation, but a uh, a more introductory conversation with concepts that make sense for a three year old. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's um, kind of weird because she's been seeing it all the time. Like I'm I dry fire around her, like it's not a big deal. And, but now she's, she's understanding terms like kill. Cause there's like flies that come into the house and I'd be killing <laughs> flies and she'd be like, daddy kill it, kill it, kill it, kill the fly. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, this is a weird concept for a three-year-old murder. Hey, <laughs> you
1: know? hey, my daughter, I'm like, dad, you better go pew pew. I'm like, yeah, babe, to go. you better go with your friends. I'm like, yeah, babe. Okay. You know, she, mm-hmm. she, 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 she kind of understand it. But back to something you said, um, like the, we have the book, but then also, Ron, it's now on a Kindle, so you can download it from the website on the, at a cheaper rate on your Kindle, so you can always have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's, it's Kindle, really right. available. Mm-hmm. You can download it. Yeah, it's on a Kindle. So it's kind of like the idea, like back in the day, you had the McGraw story and all that. So we like, you know, why not? Why recreate the wheel? Just just get our curriculum. Just just use our tools that we created to help, you know, educate and inform kids that all ages and wherever they're at right yeah so you know i, I guess when you mention you know other people write books i think it, uh, it's, it has been other people who wrote books about kids safety and, and gun, you know firearms but you gotta understand um like those are good books uh, just like ours but you know we got curriculum we got the book and then we have a we also i don't know if you, you've probably seen it we all also had animations we got like two animations that's, that's related right. with erica's big day so it kinda gets you like you can get read the book or you can watch the animation. And the animation is more of a visual cause some kids may learn more visual than they do reading. That's so right. we kinda like created the whole kitten caboodle for you to have or to use, so why not just get it from us?
0: Wow. And that's kinda that's, how are we doing it. That that's that just makes sense. So my question for you, and this is this is maybe um like almost like almost an offline question slash conversation and this is for those who have who have lasted this long in the podcast like how do you plan on really making sure that this information is distributed because i know that you know instagram has done a great job of shadow banning um shadow banning uh, uh erica's big day like if the name is even used in a hashtag like that post is not going anywhere um and making sure that um how do you, how do you guys plan on getting the information out? Like, because this is, is, is life saving information. And real quick, welcome to those who are tapping in for the live stream. I see you, burnt nugget. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Um, that was that's the whole like people like you, <laughs> Put you on, putting you on the spot, Johnny on the spot. So yeah. you know people that friends that have podcasts, right? Um, mm-hmm. Also my podcast and. Like just sharing the, the the IG page, sharing the curriculum. At any point that you can, like if you if you have a situation, but you were a kid and you need to teach him something, always refer to a reference. Hey, why don't you go take a look at Erica's big day? You know what I'm saying? Like just keep just keep the conversation going. Like just keep it up. Just because you might you might not have seen it in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or nothing. You know my saying? but we are working behind the scenes. But just keep the conversation going because as long as you keep it going, it will stay always oh, gonna stay live and and um you know st- especially with the algorithm, you gotta play tricks with hashtags and words and just that mm-hmm. and the third. But um, that was the main reason for the podcast. Just you know to keep it out there to keep pushing it and you know other folks that's in the community that love us and like what we're doing. Just just push it. Just like hey, any chance I get to talk about Eric's Big Day, I'm either buy a book or I'm gonna download a curriculum. I'm going to pass it out. But, you know, um, it, it's hard in our community to always, um, push everybody, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it It is really hard. I mean, I know for myself when I was first getting started and you, you do have to earn the right to be heard from everybody, not just kids, not just adults, but kids, adults, um, the elders, like every, anybody who, if you want their attention, if you want to share something, you do need to be presenting tremendous value. And I think Erica's Big Day does that. Your show does that, um, but I also think it's there's I think something weird about how we how we do things where I know there's this one young lady who um, I've told this story before. She was selling T-shirts, you know, firearms related T-shirts. And she was like, hey, you know, like, guys, I'm doing this, you know, and she was a young black girl. And I was like, man, like these are some these are cool designs. You know, it's, it's nothing crazy, but it's it's dope. Like, yeah, let's do this. Um, And I know I repped the brand for a little bit, uh, but she said kind of when she kind of shifted her mindset away from just like black owned to black people, excuse me, from black owned to black people to just like, hey, I'm making this product it's great and everybody should try it. She realized, or maybe this happened before then, um, she realized that the majority of the people buying her stuff wasn't necessarily black people. They didn't
1: necessarily hey, care. That that's uh that's something like you if you pigeonhole yourself into that, and it don't work out how you think you know it should, then you're like okay, um so you wanna you want people to blow your stuff and buy it regardless of what color, race or wherever, right? Yeah. And, and that's one thing that's I'm learning or learned about heavy metal lifestyle, right? I don't care who wear right? It can you can be black, green, orange or bad it don't I don't it don't it don't matter to me. Just, if it fits what you do and how you do, then then rock it. But um, yeah, yeah I, I understand that because I was going through that same same thing.
0: It's got to hurt. I mean, I know it, it kind of hurt for me because I was like, man, a lot of the at least initially uh, the first conversations that I had with this podcast, we more or less exclusively um, brought on black guests to tell their stories of how they got into the firearm space um, and and otherwise. So that's um that's one thing that i was like man i, I really personally at dealing with that dealing with those thoughts of like man how do i create a product that people people can like regardless of who they are where they come from tell stories that resonate with people regardless of where they are where they're going where they're coming from um and still be i guess relevant significant or or honor more i guess more specifically honor the you know the experience of like hey people who come from where I'm from who look like me who come from different places but look like me uh they can they can be proud of what we're doing. Like regardless of I who hope we're so. talking to. I, <laughs> I,
1: hope, that... <laughs> I hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: See I, I guess I guess and I talked to you about it too like I honest, Honestly, I like just sitting there in front of the... Well, I, it could be a camera, it doesn't be a camera, but I like sitting into that, that world of studio and just kicking it with people. Like, mm-hmm. my wife said, you always... My son, like, I hate going places with that because he always want to talk to somebody. He always want right. to do this, he wants want to do that. But a lot of people know me, so they'll stop and talk to me or whatever um, be outside of the, you know, the firearms thing. Mm-hmm. um, You know, just from being in the neighborhood or, you know, playing sports or whatever. Right. So Especially I like, honestly, sports. sitting there... I I honestly like sitting there talking to people and just hearing their stories and then you know add my two cents or let people hear it. So I I kind of it's kind of another just uh, um therapy session. You know, kicking it, yeah. telling a story, get, getting getting some off your chest, yeah. as well as you know going, going to the range. Yeah, it's, it's important.
0: important. So uh, last thing I want to talk about because I I do want to let you get back to your life outside of you know talking to me. You know, once Man, we talk, kids. Talk
1: for. Kids is my life. I'm do gotta go do something. My daughter probably calling me looking for me now probably
0: Kids. that's my life but, so we'll, we'll get to a, we'll wrap up in maybe five five or five or so minutes for those who are listening sorry that we're taking so long to get to the get to the good stuff but here it is um where do you think i guess the differences are with the like the pop culture 223 um kind of like the the more urbanite detroit scene where, where are the differences between um that and what you've kind of been seeing in the in the second amendment space or I'll phrase it this way. Have you seen what what are some of the problems that you, you see with kind of integrating, well not necessarily integrating, but um, connecting the the just regular street scene for lack of better terms and just Second Amendment advocacy, Second Amendment education uh going to the range learning taking classes um protecting your rights like do you, do you see any discrepancies with that or or do you feel like it's going well like what, what what are you seeing
1: um so uh like okay so i'll speak from my city i think the more okay so every, every two or three every saturday and sunday is a cpl class right so, what are them people doing after they leave the c p l class are is there any further learning outside of that c p l class that you can offer then if you offer some outside of that c p l class what is the quality of training that you're giving them like out of that class now you can pay a hundred some fifty dollars for an eight hour training class that could be firearms fundamentals but are you really like giving them like good information education because I think it's uh, uh, it's a bridge between like uh the 2A world and the neighborhood like it's it's a different it's a it's a gap in between there so you know i try to expose as many as many people as i can to like the competition world the shooting because when you get out there and you get into that world and that community it's not it's not just about firearm it's about camaraderie it's, talk, it's talking about you know you you, you might find a friend and somebody that you you may find a friend in somebody and learn something about somebody that you would never see or never know, and they would never see or never know you. But when you come to competitions, you learn, you talk to people, you educate yourself, and then you become a vessel to go back to your house and your community and your circle, your environment, and bring more people to that, right? So I think the more that we can, like, okay, so in, in the neighborhood, it's okay to go out and shoot guns and compete. That people may look at me and be like, "Hey, man, you weird," because I I know we can do that. I like you know I show people about the competition world, and they didn't know that stuff existed. They didn't know like you could do the stuff that I was doing or you know do that because like around here, you can't really get outside and get openly get loose or run around and run a gun. You got to go like hours out, and in the neighborhood can't you know some people can't just get out and drive an hour away. To go shoot or whatever. I don't have the ability to, or didn't even know it existed. So I just think it's a gap in to me, for me, I think it's a gap in in between the two a community and the neighborhood. So the more that we can get the message out and let people know that look, you can come out and, and learn and educate. And it may not be about firearms, right? Um, I don't know if you've seen, will um, gladiator six uh, story that he had two people that went and helped uh uh somebody got in a car accident.
0: Yeah with the car accident. And, uh, you saw that, yeah.
1: Right. So they had two people that was at his training event that he was training that had uh that had uh that knew how to do first aid medical stuff and rushed to the scene to go help. That didn't have nothing to do with a firearm, right? So they wouldn't help that person, you know, whatever that had the situation, they wouldn't help. But they learned something from his training that would help them in the real world. And then it had to do to do with a firearm. It was just first day, first day stuff. So I think that it don't always have to be about the firearm. It could be about first day. It could be about awareness. It could be about gun laws, gun whatever. Just education is the key, especially for the Second Amendment, especially for keeping this thing going. Because you know th- it's bad to say like they they almost they after us. It's almost like a wish on they <laughs> they trying to find any and every reason to take to strip our rights so i just think i think it's a gap in there and we just got to educate the neighborhood more much as possible
0: yeah i try to do my part of
1: exposing people to that
0: yeah i mean exposure is a 100 percent key like you've got to expose people to it you've got to put out good content i i kind of I shouldn't because you know people know that I make like gun-related content. It's not always just purely educational. Sometimes I'm doing product stuff, and in fact, most of the time it's not educational at all. I'm just telling you about a cool product that I found or that I'm trying out, and i you know maybe you like it too. Maybe it but, makes your lifestyle a little bit easier. Um,
1: but that but that's an education because you you bringing a, you in something from the the metaverse that they don't know about, never mm-hmm. heard of, and you bringing it to. Your people, and then you also bring the people that they never know about it. So you educate them, like, oh, I can get this that make this better. Then, next, you know, hopefully they'll tell two people about it. So now right. you, you know, you you keep educating, educating. And I think that's where the gap is because, you know, I got stuff or do stuff, and I'm like, man, why'd you buy this? Why'd you get that? Oh, I ain't know. I'll just this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, no, you should have. Like, i would be at the gun store, like, look, come ask me, you know, because my gun store, I like, you know, Uncoil. Um, they, they good people up there and they kind of mm-hmm. educated and I go up there they're like hey man ask him because he run he run it you know he 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 run he run the rifle he'll shoot this he'll shoot that didn't so you y'all give away a staccato it. the other day not yet we at the end of the month we, st- we are giving away a staccato
0: <laughs> is, is it is, it, 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 no,
1: is it that one, one. it's an right, XL it's, it's at the end of the month um, we're doing it um, but like I said when they come up there, I just try to educate as many people as I can or our brothers and sisters, because they come in there and they ask questions and not, you know, for, I try to educate as much as possible.
0: Excellent. So, um, kind of like last little point, and then we'll, we'll start wrapping up and we'll let people know how they can find you. Um, you're absolutely right with the education. I I'm blown away because you put out a little video talking about like gun belts and there's a lot of people who have no idea like what a decent gun belt looks like, especially with the new tech that we have where it's like, it needs to be rigid, but it doesn't need to be this. It needs to be easily adjustable. So maybe the old school leather gun belt isn't necessarily ideal that you can still run it. If it works for you, that's cool. But like, if you want something a little bit more convenient, some of the ratcheting stuff works, some of the Velcro belts work pretty good. Like you don't have to be stuck buying a $60 belt. That's like not feature rich. Per se, but um,
1: but you know what too, the industry has came around to for the more the concealed carry world. Then yeah. back in the day, it was everything was outside military LE style. You didn't really have belts that were concealable that was solid. Uh, but now you can see the you know the the the, the community, the people that creating stuff are creating stuff for more concealed carry. Man, exactly. you don't know how many times I didn't walk up to homeboys to come in. The, I'm like, man, why you got that? You sagging your pants, but you got this belt on with this gun. What are you doing? Like, what are you, try, are you trying to be concealed, or are you trying to show people you got a firearm? What's up? Oh man, I didn't know. You know, I'm trying to find a good belt. I just had this. I'm like, well, let me walk you over here and check out these next Nexus belts or these mm-hmm. Core right. Essential belts. or, what, you know, whatever. Um, so
0: definitely, definitely, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm in my heart. <laughs> As people who should know the most really piss me off the people who don't know, I, I understand. Um, I actually had a guy who I saw him at the range. He had an outside the waistband kind of like open carry um, holster where his trigger, the point where his trigger was, was covered up by the holster. But there was a section right behind the trigger that was open. Like you could, you could go in there with your finger and start moving it around it if you wanted to. Really? Yeah. You could do, you could do. In fact, if you really wanted to, you could kind of actually pull the trigger if you fished it just right. And I'm like, bro, like, you should know better, first of all. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to change my, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to see that again, first of all. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare come back in here like that. Right. Never work in this town again. But the um, on the other side, there's a lot of people who have no idea. Like, they really think it's fine to just throw and Nina De La Flores destiny, she's the homie. I really need to bring her back um like soon. Um but the one thing that I, I noticed is with people who follow her and she'll say like, hey listen, like guys, like let's let's not <laughs> like let's not uh freaking do this. Let's not throw a, a gun into your purse and just let it dangle, you know, get jumbled up with the keys, right? Like that's not that's not the move. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred things we could do. Like, hey, don't don't just have your finger on the trigger pointing at your kneecap. Like that's not the move. You know, like don't point the trigger. Don't point your gun at a dog. Like that's not the move. Like, and they'd be like, oh, it's not that serious. Calm down. It's not that serious. Like, no, no, no. It it, it is that serious. First of all, like you need to chill. Like, it, and
1: that's you, you see it a gun, like you see it all the time, and people don't understand. It's not like a muscle. I ain't like okay, going to take the muscle memory. It's not muscle memory, but it's just you not know to understand that you moving the gun in an unsafe way, and you're not knowing you're doing it because you are subconsciously doing it. But mm-hmm. that's there. And again, like people can't be upset if you come up to them, like you you don't know who to approach and who not to approach because you got to kind of like test it, yeah. their uh test their like what temperature they on to see if you can talk to them where they're not feeling offended. And they come in with a group of people or they're with a group of people and they may be thinking they're the big shot, but they're doing right. and they doing stuff that's safe or, and they, or you know? <laughs> right, and then they like, oh now they're on the offensive. So, you know, like the gun thing is 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 ego, man. It's it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like this sometimes just listen, just, you know, we're trying to help. We ain't trying to hurt.
0: Right. And it's it's a hundred percent that. And I think we we gotta find a way to really kind of break through some of that barriers. Maybe it's like, hey, listen, like I let me give you my card. I, we're not even gonna have a conversation because you're not gonna hear it. But I'm gonna give you my card and let's let's talk offline. Or let's. I got a video that talks specifically about like some of the basics of gun safety and why you got to do it. Like how do how do we have these conversations and like pierce the ego? I don't know if that's something we can deal with right now because we are wrapping up. But like, like like you said, you can, you kind of have to like test the temperature, kind of see what time people are on because like bro, like I cannot have you popping off on me in this store. And really, we're just trying to do good work.
1: I think the more you do with your podcast and my podcast, and just do like little, you know, content pieces that that's directed towards that, or you know, situational mm-hmm. or tell a story. Like, hey, I was at the gun store the other day, and this is what happened. Right. Everybody, don't be alarmed if you have a person that comes up to you, and asks you, you know, questions, or kind of talk to you because they got they got your. They got your best intentions at heart. I'm here to help. I'm not here to hurt you or try to demean you by any way. That's right. You know what I, mean? I think
0: building good culture where people can be gently uh, corrected or adjusted or redirected, I think that that is 100% it. So I'm going to keep doing that. I need you to keep doing that. I think we ought to. Uh, somebody said this the other day, like. When you argue with people online, when I say argue, like reply to people who seem like they're just being ignorant for no reason, it's not always for that person. It's for the people who come afterwards and see the exchange. You're not you're not educating that person anymore. You're educating the people who come and read it afterwards. So maybe part of that is there, but um yeah, that's that's one thing that we gotta work on. Heavy, my guy, how can people find you? Um,
1: I ain't hard to find. I'm, uh, heavy Metal Lifestyle 223. That's the first IG page. And then Pop Culture 223 is the podcast. Um, please follow, share, get the message out. Um, we need followers. We need people to like what we're doing so we can keep doing it. Um, make us feel good. <laughs> and sharing and liking don't cost you nothing. It's free. It just costs you a little of your finger, right? So that's it
0: that's right so guys thank you so much for watching and listening what heavy said is absolutely correct you have to really do a great job of sharing and not just sharing but like saying, like hey listen this is a part of the podcast that i just listened to this clip makes sense to me this like if you go on if you actually go on like the desktop version of youtube when you hit share it actually gives you like a time code where it says like you know 20 minutes 53 seconds go grab a time code and be like, listen, like this part of the podcast, it just made sense. They're talking about X, Y, Z, share those out, share that on your Facebook. If you're old, like me, um, take a screenshot, share it on the gram, let people know what you're doing. Cause they, the, the shadow ban is r- for real. Like if you looked me up on uh, Instagram, if you type in armed underscore Atlas, until you type that full thing out, you're not finding me like this shadow ban. <laughs> like, so clearly your 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 big tech overlords don't want you to get this information so clearly it's important clearly you need to know um, be sure to share it out hop on Heavy's podcast Pop Culture 223 he's telling really great stories I am excited for where he's going from here he can only go up from here and somebody said this about AI and I think it's true about Heavy right now is the worst that his podcast is ever going to be it's only going to get doper from here right and it's not bad, it's a, it's a great podcast and I'm, I'm excited that we got a chance to talk about it. Um, guys, please go ahead and uh, shoot me, um, <laughs> sorry, tweet at me on Twitter at Armed Atlas. Shoot me a DM if you found this episode informative at armed underscore atlas on Instagram. I'm getting a little bit tongue-tied so let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you so much for watching or listening wherever you are and remember, keep it costly.